Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. You're about to listen to another great show on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. To listen to other shows just like this, go to foureyedradio.com. Like our show, Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast. Where we talk everything and anything about Pokemon. Learn something new. Like, did you know that every Pokemon card is misprinted on the back? The ball centerpiece opens on the wrong side. (laughs) What? I'm going to have to check that out. But yeah, you can learn stuff like that, which I just learned right now. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. Hello. Oh, hi. (laughs) Hi. What a heavenly voice I was just greeted with. Oh, hello. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Is this better? (laughs) Hey, how's it going? Real good, man. I hope Liz is up to do the entire show like this with us. <laughs> my voice. <laughs> is that my voice? I don't uh, know if I can keep this up for an hour. <laughs> uh, yay. So the world's ending, Doug. I don't it know if is. <laughs> and uh, we're all keeping our composure really well, I can see. Yeah, it's because we're... <laughs> <laughs> We're talking like this, dog. We're all very stable. If you can't laugh, you're crying. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I work with technology every day, Doug, but I hate it. <laughs> oh, hi. Hi, Liz. We're talking like this, dog. <laughs> We've uh, not lost our minds. Uh, definitely not. The world has, though. Six feet, baby! <laughs> Stay away from me! <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys have seen any of some memes going around or like meme videos about I'm already an introvert and this yeah. is perfect for me. <laughs> I was telling somebody at work, I was like, man, if they quarantine us, I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I can only do what I know how to do, and that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and that's podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to podcast the f*** out of the next few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, if we actually fully close, I'm going to get so much podcasting done. <laughs> <laughs> and now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Ay, 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 ay. It's the Ranger Command Power Hour. Today on the Power Hour, episode 156, Rangers Review Beast Morphers Season 2, episodes 1 through 3, and Coronavirus Talk. No, I'm recorded on March 16th, 2020. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four Eyed Radio Network. Summer Ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as Trekkie B47. I'm Liz, also known as Ranger Liz. And I'm Doug, also known as Icky Bully. This episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon, like Liz and Doug. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Go to patreon.com slash ranger command ph to learn more about supporting ranger command power hour thanks to our five dollars and above patrons juan s steve f doug f tyler w tyler b eric d jacob p steve m liz m craig m callum m mason m raheem y Derek g and Teresa b for supporting us this month Woo. you're it's welcome thanks <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Zach won't be on the show for the next uh, couple months. Like we said in the last episode, our live C2E2 show, which was awesome. And AP couldn't make it tonight because everyone's dealing with various work issues because of (laughs) coronavirus. Yep. And I just want to get a little bit serious on the podcast for a second. So we actually had a question from one of our listeners that popped up in our email about two or three weeks ago, just when, you know, all the news of COVID-19 was really starting to hit. And so this is from EC Stryker, who said, I want to first say that coronavirus is affecting the entire planet. And this isn't a fanboy saying, I want toys. Most of our action figures and collectibles come from China just because it's cheap to create products there. Do you believe Hasbro's Lightning Collection Wave 5 is going to be affected by this illness? I want all the workers to be healthy and safe while working on these incredible figures. And if the wave is postponed or delayed or pushed back because of what's going on, I'm okay with that. But what are your guys' thoughts on this? I uh, love the show. Keep up the good work, you guys, and Barry Buckets. I have no <laughs> idea what the Barry Buckets is. Maybe from our Buckets talk like years ago. I must be. Yeah. Okay, so this question we obviously received when China was in full-blown. They were in the full pandemic. And since then, the virus has calm down a bit in China as they go on the lower end of the curve. I'm learning more about curves and viruses and stuff more mm-hmm. in my life than I ever have. And and that's good. We should all be educated uh, about this. So to answer EC's question, do I think it's going to affect wave five? Maybe, but that's not really the most important thing we should be worrying about right now. And I know he prefaced it, he's like, I'm not a fanboy. It's understandable. We're all worried about different things and things that keep us sane, like toys or our hobbies. Even Hasbro, when they had Toy Fair and their investor call, they were like, yeah, coronavirus may affect some things. It may delay some products. And even Team Rider the other day was like, yeah, some of our belts that we're waiting on may be delayed in shipping. But it's not just toys. It's like entire multiple industries that pretty much anything that relies on shipping or transportation of goods or people. Yeah. Just people. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is like, we're all worried about this in different ways, but I think that with coronavirus and COVID-19, just visit the World Health Organization website, visit the CDC to get the most complete up-to-date information. Even your local government or local officials for particular closings in your area. If you can stay home, please stay home. Try to limit your contact with people as much as possible over the next two weeks. Wash your, your morphin hands. <laughs> 
wash your hands, whatever hand you use to morph with both hands, <laughs> um, just wash your hands. We can do the rangerly thing and just look out for other people. Don't give in to like paranoia and crazy hoarding or anything. I, I've seen so much craziness just the past a week or so. Just be kind to your fellow person and limit contact. Yes. A healthy can... amount of caution. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, hey, anyone can be a ranger. It's also a good, uh, if you are, you know, getting supplies and stuff, it, it takes nothing for you to, like, help out someone else. Like, I, there was an old guy when I was at the store, and, like, he couldn't reach something in the bottom. Like, everybody's kind of in this together, so I mean, don't get, like, super close to them, but just just keep an eye on each other, especially if you have people really old that live by you who may not be getting out at all. Just take care of one another. We're all in yeah. this together. Yeah, I think we can all wait a couple months for new toys. <laughs> let's just uh get the world together you know <laughs> yes we'll get through it hey listen to more podcasts listen yeah. to doug's podcast watch liz's week in review watch all of it you could start at episode one i've done 127 <laughs> episodes i mean you could probably get through the whole i don't recommend it i was but gonna you say could. there's about 60 hours of spider-man content waiting for you <laughs> oh see that's like you can just you can just write out two weeks just on that yeah <laughs> <laughs> you'll be good all right so let's move into some news that's happened over the past couple weeks so while we were at c2e2 marvel decided to announce uh this ultraman comic that they're launching and it is written by kyle higgins who's no stranger to comics obviously because he's a comic book writer but <laughs> <laughs> uh, of, uh, I don't know why I said that, but I mean, of, of this genre of like Tokusatsu and Power Rangers, he is writing the comic along with Matt Groom, who is from Ranger Danger podcast and also has written comics and they are going to write this new Ultraman comic. I'm excited for this because Ultraman is a property I've wanted to get into for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And I just don't really ever know where to start. I don't know if a comic will translate into me watching the show more, but I think it'll be a much more manageable place for me to begin than having the whole history of Ultraman television in front of me. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm pumped for this because it'll be like a nice, easy intro, I think, <laughs> for someone like me. And what's great is they're actually focusing on this comic on the first Ultraman, and they're using a lot of designs from the first TV show. So I think that would be a very good like transition to kind of ease into the Ultra universe. And uh. I'm the same way. I haven't watched a lot of Ultraman. I know of Ultraman, but... I'm not like knee deep into the lore or anything. I mean, I just recently picked up the first two Blu-rays from Mill Creek Entertainment. Oh, nice. The first two volumes. So I'm like ready to dive into it, but I love what Kyle Higgins does. I love what Matt Groom is doing. I love this cover and this artwork. I'm into it. I'm really excited. I also, from Mill Creek, I picked up Ultraman Orb. That was a suggestion because I too was like, hey, I want to start watching Ultraman. And it was suggested, I'm like 10 episodes in. I am loving it. The Kaiju 
those suits and Ultraman is like swinging them around by the tail. (laughs) I unashamedly, it's like, I just love this. It is so fun. It's just silly and it takes you away from everything. So this, I'm even more excited. This is another way for me to get into some of the older Ultra series, and I'm excited for Ultraman Takeover. It's Toku Takeover 2020. (laughs) It really is. And we've got some more news in a few minutes for that. Next up, I'm very excited for this one. Speaking of comics, Power Rangers Sins of the Future graphic novel announced. This is Time Force. It's a Time (laughs) Force original graphic novel. I'm so happy. That cover's amazing. I'm so happy that they're continuing with these graphic novels. These just sort of like single story type things. Mm-hmm. Because I think I think anybody who's into the comics, who's also into the show, has been wanting the comics to dive into other series and universes and stuff like that. And I think this is probably the best way for them to do it. Right. And so I'm glad that they're willing to continue along that that sort of path. That psychopath, if you will. <laughs> and Jen, I mean, the fact that she was in, you know, Shattered Grid and whatever, she's still, I think she was a character that we all kind of really loved. And mm. then they to bring her back up again in that spotlight, there's like, we want more with Jen and Wes. And, uh, you know, Wes is coming back for, you know, he came back for Team Up. So it's like two really relevant characters that have a lot of story that we never got. And uh, I'm, I'm very excited to read this one. Question. Yeah. Is Jen from Time Force at this point in the top three Rangers to appear across number of separate franchises or series or whatever? Like, has she hit that point yet? Obviously, Tommy's got to be number one. Tommy's uh, up there. Wes is up there. But she's in so many. If you consider each one of these things a different universe, which is a whole different conversation. But if you do, she's just in so many different things between video games, comics, Hyperforce. um, Hyperforce. I mean, she's the tabletop game. I mean, she's in so many things that Jen is kind of turning into, you know, one of these top legendary Rangers, not just based on fan Mm -hmm. opinion, but based on just sheer number of appearances across the universe. It's incredible. <laughs> oh, it's it's fantastic. And I couldn't think of a, a better character and a better person for it to be. Like, Aaron Cahill is one of the nicest human beings on this planet. Yeah. And I am so glad that Jen is getting all of this focus across different media and universes and, and all of this. Because, my gosh... She's an amazing character. The actress is an amazing person. This just feels so awesome. And the fact that this comic is a continuation, like they said that this would be set after the reinforcements from the future Wild Force (laughs) crossover. So that's great. And I mean, Jen was a badass. in that one, too. She jumped off that cliff, man, and pulled the, the cape off. I'm just like, I'm done. Like, she she wins. I don't know what else to do. That is a bad ranger right there. Let me read the little tagline that they have. So after defeating the villainous Rancic alongside their allies in the time-traveling time force, Pink Ranger Jen Scotts and Red Ranger Wes Collins want to try for a real relationship. 
but without sacrificing their commitments to the Silver Guardians and Time Force, can the two actually make the ultimate long-distance relationship work? When Jen returns in the future, she and Wes are attacked by a mysterious stranger who has dire news. If the two stay together, they'll disrupt the timeline and change the destiny of humanity. The shocking identity of their accuser sets them on a collision course with an enemy they never expected. What? Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Dang. This is awesome. I cannot wait to find out what this story is all about. Even the cover. I was just so happy to see Wes in the Silver Guardian costume. I love the Silver Guardians. I cosplayed this outfit. I have the gun. I love the Silver Guardians. I love that whole concept. I love Time Force. Time Force is awesome. (laughs) When that announcement happened, I was almost on the floor. I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Okay, so... You know that I am a Hyperforce fanboy. Yes. What are the odds that there's some kind of allusion to there being a Hyperforce in her future? Somewhere in here. I know the timeline wouldn't be right, but mm-hmm. what if what if just at the end, perchance... <laughs> oh, it kind of leads into Hyperforce and her teaching. Where she's like, you know, maybe I could go into being an educator. Or something. I don't know. I don't know how that works, but uh, I just want the Easter egg. <laughs> I would love that. I would love if there was just like in the background, you know, you see like an office, and in the back, you know, one of the signs is like Hyperforce off, like Hyperforce office to the <gasps> left. Just, a young Jack. A young Jack. A young Jack. Because <laughs> Jen and Jack are probably around the same age. Oh yeah. So, what if there's a young Jack? Ah! For for people who are not Hyperforce aware, Jack. <laughs> I know there's a Red Ranger Jack. But there's also a yellow ranger, Jack. The yellow hyperforce ranger is Jack. So. Jack D. Thomas. <laughs> to clarify, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would love if there's some kind of hyperforce. I think the comics have actually done a really good job of keeping hyperforce visible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because even the blue emissary and the emissaries in the comics throughout Necessary Evil... They've been shifting. You you see like Hyperforce Blue, Hyperforce mm-hmm. Red, Hyperforce Yellow. So you see it. They're still there. Mm-hmm. They're still part of the morphing grid. They're part of this crazy multi-universe. I'm excited that they're keeping it alive. And I would think that with this graphic novel, I think Boom Studios is on board with like, oh, yeah, remember, we still got Hyperforce. Okay, imagine. So this story is what it is, Scene. right? Seven. Yes. I, it's so funny you said that because I literally like put up my hands in a frame as I was talking. I just put up my hands when I said that. I scratched my nose. Sorry. No, it's perfect. It's perfect. So this this graphic novel just is what it is, right? But maybe it ends with some sort of allusion to her going on to whatever's next. Right. And then if her at the Academy is some sort of sequel graphic novel... That one could end with, you know, maybe some of her students rolling up and then another one would be an actual Hyperforce comic because I get they sort of have to roll into a dedicated Hyperforce property, but they could do it. They just need to sort of segue or like backdoor pilot it. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. This could be a chance. I'm not going to hold my breath, but uh, (laughs) I'll cross a finger or two. (laughs) This just has so many possibities. I know the artwork is going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. 
the story's by Trey Moore. It's going to be written by Matthew Ehrman, illustrated by Giuseppe Gaffaro, who's done Soul of the Dragon. Mm. And even with Soul of the Dragon, I remember that Christmas tweet that went out and we had the Deck Arranger. It wasn't even <laughs> it wasn't even in Soul of the Dragon. It was just like, oh, by the way, happy holidays from SPD. And it was like, <laughs> so I mean, even if we get something like that with like Jen and the Hyperforce Rangers, that would be sweet. Ah, uh, that'd be so good. I'll never let go. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, this will be released in October, this October. Beautiful. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Next up, we got some Power Rangers Beast Morphers future episode summaries. So when this episode releases, it'll be next Saturday and the Saturday after. So episode five. Saturday, March 28th, cruising for a bruising. Devin discovers that Cruz has some skills that will help the Rangers in battle and pushes him to join the team. I love that title, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Episode 6, Saturday, April 4th, The Blame Game. Steel learns the concept of discipline and takes it too far, putting one of the Rangers in real danger. Uh-oh. <laughs> and that is from Kyle 416 from the cable forum. Cool. Some more episodes. I wanted to ask, when do you all think that we're going into hiatus? Is it going to be like episode eight? Like it has been the past two years? Sadly, probably just, I'm dead to it at this point. It <laughs> uh, my only hope is that, before i want something to do with like the big evox reveal or something like i want something big at least to happen right before yeah because you don't have any more rangers to make that feel warranted you know what i mean like the hiatus is what it is but they can expect it at this point so doing something that would kind of mimic a mid-season finale or whatever Mm. i think would be fun i'm still hyped for this team up or whatever that's gonna happen yeah part of me is like tease it uh, at this like (laughs) right before the the hiatus It'll be interesting to see what the next uh, couple weeks hold in terms of news regarding that. And then a huge, huge announcement that came out today. I know we're a Power Rangers podcast, but eh, it's big. This is the year of Toku 2020. So I'm considering it might be writer kick power hour for, you know, I don't know. Um <laughs> But they just announced today, as we record this, Toku Shoutsu channel on Pluto TV. And what is that? So it's going to be its own dedicated channel that's going to be streaming Super Sentai Ultraman, more specifically Ultraman Leo. I don't know. None of us know what that means yet. Yeah. (laughs) And for the first time, Kamen Rider, the first series common writer like 98 episodes from 1971 to like 73 the original common writer nice okay help me fully understand okay. this because i haven't had a much of a chance to look into it i just kind of saw that it was happening when they say it's a channel on pluto tv that will stream these things yes is it on demand streaming or is it like a okay. channel you sort of tune in and out of I have on my smart TV, I actually like it already comes with Pluto TV and all the different Mm -hmm. channels. So it acts like its own TV station. Toku Shoutsu will be like its own ongoing all day programming. So they 
kind of I think I saw one tweet where they were like saying what the schedule is. And Ooh. so it seems like they're switching off between like an episode of Super Sentai, an episode of Ultraman, an episode of Mass Rider, <laughs> and then whatever cuz they also they're they're having uh, a weekly series called Let's Talk Toku, which holy cow, Jason Narvi to bring in the Power Rangers reference, yeah. Skull in various mm-hmm. Power Ranger series, he joins the channel with his acting and theater experience as the resident tokusatsu expert. Yes, Dr. Narvi. Yes. <laughs> I, I can't wait. Of every panel that I've ever been on, anytime I can ever hear him talk, he is not only entertaining, but knowledgeable. Like You're going to be ridiculously entertained, and you're going to learn so much. I, I am so excited. I was surprised how many people were surprised that he's a doctor. Like, I thought everybody (laughs) knew at this point he was like a PhD thing. It's like part of the charm, right? Skull went on to get a PhD. (laughs) (laughs) And it's great. Like, he's local here in Chicago. He teaches at, you know, the University of Chicago or whatever. And it's awesome. The first time I met him was Johnny and Bosch when iShine was still around. They were playing at this like random bar in Chicago a number of years ago. And Jason just decided to show up because Johnny and Bosch is his friend. And so all of a sudden it's just like, oh, here's Jason Narvi and he's hanging out. He's just super cool. And yes, he is he's very knowledgeable about like theater and I mean, he's a doctor. Like, come on. The dude is smart. <laughs> he, he teaches at a university. He's the man. He's awesome. So they have like a clip of him and we'll link to the original article on IGN. Just from that clip, I was like, I am on board with just hearing Jason Narvi talk about Tokusatsu. Yes. It's going to be cool. I'm really excited about this. And you can find more details. We've got a link on our site. We'll link to the original IGN article. But if you need more information, you can even go to PlutoTV.com. You can stream this online. I heard that, you know, they're also working with 2B TV, which is more of the on-demand option. And this is all free. So it's great. Like, there's no excuse, like, if you're curious not to just kind of poke around and watch this stuff. Right. It's free. So stream it. If you want these things and you want more of these things, stream it, (laughs) get in there. (laughs) I'm sure that there's going to be like DVDs in the future. I'm sure they'll get to that point. I know some people are like, I'm like physical media, but yeah, they're trying to do that. They just need to know that people want to watch it. You know, and they need some sort of metric and measurement and they can see if you're streaming it or if you're not streaming it. And Mm -hmm. that's going to matter for them. And then we can get the physical stuff, you know, it's smart. I think it's just the changing times of media. Streaming is kind of the future. It's already here. It's already integrated into our lives. So if you want more of this type of content, tune in if you're able. I know for right now it's in the U.S. only, but I don't know what to say if you're international. Get loud. That's what I would say is get yeah. loud about it. Get loud in a nice way. I've seen some rude. <laughs> don't be a jerk. <laughs> get loud like a ranger, you know? Get re- yeah. <laughs> I know that should go without saying, but I mean, I've seen enough of it today where I'm like, can we just be nice about it? Yeah. Get loud with compassion. Yes. 
care loudly. <laughs> There's that old saying, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. So it's still. exactly. Why do you want flies? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because they're bug men. They're ninja bug men. Oh my <laughs> God. Catch more common riders with loud honey. <laughs> right? Yes. 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 Is there any other news that we can talk about? Liz, you're the resident news Do you expert. Want to see my show notes from the <laughs> I mean, just anything else you think we should maybe mention? Mm-hmm. Beast Morphers is on Netflix now. If you're stuck oh, at home, right, right. The entire first season of Beast Morphers is oh, now yes. on Netflix. Thank goodness. I couldn't be here today if it weren't for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Doug, it has been a while since you've been on Ranger Command in a strictly, let's just talk about Power Rangers. In a non-survivor capacity. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how was your journey in catching up with Beast Morphers? <laughs> well, I've watched, uh, oh goodness, what is it? 15 episodes in the past like two days, three days. Uh, Or no, it would have to be two days, right? Because it was on Netflix on Sunday or whatever. So yeah, in two days, I watched about 15 episodes. Uh, Fun fact, I had to cram the three episodes we're talking about into (laughs) like an hour and had to like, somebody's going to hate me for this, but I had to like speed up the video so that I could fit it all in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to hate you for it. Which, by the way, makes everything far more intense. Uh, so I wasn't mad about it, but, uh, but overall, I mean, it was nice to reconnect with Beast Morphers because I hadn't watched Mm. it since the hiatus. And there's a lot of stuff that people were excited about that I just didn't really know about yet. So it was cool finally getting back into the loop, kind of being on the same page with people. It worked out because I personally just needed a break from, from lots of things. Um, and so I got to dive headfirst into the deep end with all of this and it was so much fun. I mean, just hearing sounds ridiculous, but just hearing the theme song over and over and over because it's so good Um, and sort of just being there with these characters sort of in an immersive way uh, over the past couple days has been so much fun I mean gosh I barely got to spend any time with Steel and now he's just like my favorite you know what I mean oh yeah ah it's so good overall it's just it's it's so much fun this this series is so much fun and it's just so much fun to be watching Power Rangers again so it was a good journey I guess to answer your answer your actual question it's been it's been great (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's been phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, Steel, he's easily one of my top characters in this series. So he's just great. I, and I wasn't sure at first, right? Like, I, I think mm-hmm. I took a little bit longer to warm up to Steel, I think, than other folks did. And so I was, like, worried. I was like, am I not going to, like, get it the way that people are getting it? Uh, but it, it really only took me a couple more episodes, I think, to really be like, uh, okay, if I didn't get it by the time he was playing basketball, that's definitely when I was like, okay, I'm absolutely in love with Steel. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you get the, web, the line where he's like, don't worry, I'm very, very dumb. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> if it weren't for the fact that I, I knew I was like months late on that, I was uh, ready to figure out a way to screen grab it and tweet it a million times. So good. So good. He's just great. Yeah, he's great. And I think I was worried about him too when he first entered because I'm like, oh no, is this going to be another robo night? And (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm glad he wasn't. I mean, Robo Knight had his own qualities and stuff, but I was like, oh man, are they really going to just lean into the robot aspect of Steel? But no, I like the twist that he's half human and he's got emotions and he's a sentient robot. I think it's awesome. Yeah, they kind of took the best parts of a lot of different robot type things and mashed mm-hmm. it into something that works um, with a little bit of like unexpected flair, right? Like he has that sort of data. I want to be human. So what is that like sort of aspect? But mm-hmm. he also has a little bit of that. Like the world is new to me. Robo Knight stuff. Like it's a lot of different things that, that are the best parts of, of different robot stories. And then for him to be so much of the comedic relief, I wouldn't have expected it, but it works really, really well. Yeah. And he not only fits in well with the Rangers, but also the B-Spots. Because at the end of the day, he's still a B-Spot. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. he's almost like the ambassador between the two. It's great seeing him with the other B-Spots because I think they need more screen time. They definitely they do. do. They really yeah. do. Yeah. They're fun. They're great. And the voice acting is awesome. Mm-hmm. Kelson Henderson. I mean, the guy is a master class of, of power rangers acting he was in episode four which we're not talking about as the painter this last weekend and it was great oh i actually have not gotten to watch this yeah i haven't seen that one yet. yet it's been it's been that kind of it's yeah. only been a few days but it's been like a month right <laughs> like, <laughs> it feels uh-huh. like this this week has been a really long year guys yep yep <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so, yes, we are talking about the first three episodes of Power Rangers Beast Morphers uh, Season 2. Episode 1 is Believe It or Not. For me, I really like this as a second season premiere. It got you kind of back into the groove of the new status quo, you know, after being gone a couple months. First off, Blaze and Roxy are up and about they're human again we only saw a bit of them this episode in the intro portion but i liked what i saw so far it seemed like Devin and blaze kind of put their differences aside that's what's really interesting to me is like they consciously knew what was happening with their avatars when they were in that coma and so there was kind of like a acknowledgement of that in the fight between Devin and blaze and i thought that was interesting and i hope we see more of that yeah i'm really excited to see what they what sort of stories they they tell with the human uh roxy and blaze for sure um and i loved the way this episode started with just sort of showing everybody doing something with someone else all kind of in the same scene just overlapping with each other and then seeing you know roxy and blaze in that really told us they're here and they're doing stuff and they're just sort of reintegrated which is cool is it just me or are they not part of grid battle force anymore i don't think they are right that's how it appears because they both have jobs elsewhere wait what was blaze's job is he working at the well, he's well, teaching karate. Yeah, he's I mean, teaching. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. He could be volunteering, but he at least has some outside responsibility. That's true. Yeah, I guess he was doing that while he was Grid Battle Force, too. But yeah, he's he's doing things outside of Grid mm-hmm. Battle Force. Overall, I just thought this episode was really great in kind of reintroducing back into the world, but getting the, the new status quo, even with the villains, 
And speaking of Steele, I like that it was his whole paranoia and not people not really taking him seriously that kind of like led into all of that. (laughs) Because to me, that was hilarious. Just the play on all of the conspiracy theories that are on the internet, his whole pin board. I was cracking up with that. Some of the things were so, like he was on it, it like the spill. And I love whenever they showed the board, uh, when I went back and I was, you know, kind of relooking at it. If you can tell, you know, newspaper clippings, and they actually have a little story there. You know, Mayor mm-hmm. Daniel, I keep calling him Mayor Evox, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I can no longer call him Mayor Daniels. In my head, he's Mayor Evox. It's just funny that he's like Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot. Also, the mayor might be lying to cover up a big <laughs> thing about 100 tons of Morphex being gone. And Gremlins. Like, What's so uh, smart? It's actually a really, really smart way for them to write it because mm-hmm. we know that Steel is just learning about this world, right? So imagine uh-huh. you've never heard of a conspiracy theory. All Steel knows is like monsters equal bad guys. So yeah. finding all this evidence on the internet, and as <laughs> as he says, it was on the internet, so it must be true. All he oh, sees is clues about the bad guys being back. It was really, I thought it was really clever. It was a really clever way to to get them back into it. Yeah, absolutely. That instantly became a GIF meme. I've already used it. Like, <laughs> I, I saw it on the internet. It must be true. It's fantastic. I think the writers definitely are cued into this whole thing. And I, I love when Power Rangers gets kind of self-referential because mm-hmm. what even is a conspiracy theory in the world of Power Rangers right. when you have real aliens and real monsters and really weird things happening. And real Santa Claus. Yes, yes. Yes. Played by the same guy for the yes. past few years. Fresno Bob Everything Santa is real. Yeah, Fresno Bob Santa. <laughs> but that's kind of the, the awesome thing about Power Rangers. It, it's that kind of stuff that you think about. It's like... Really, what is a conspiracy in the world of Power Rangers? Yeah. I mean, is the Loch Ness Monster that much of a stretch when you have things like freaking Titanus around? And if she's real, why wouldn't she go on vacation? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, look, like the for Samurai, like the bad guys were jumping out of the water. You mean to tell me one of them didn't have a long neck and somebody saw something? Like, (laughs) (laughs) saying. Yeah, now, yeah. I will point out something I saw someone say on Twitter, and I apologize if I don't remember, because I don't remember. I don't remember who said this, but someone said that what if the shadow of the Bigfoot looked more like Keeper with his hood? And what if that ties into the team up? Like, what oh. if Steel was really <sighs> onto something? That would have been neat. I believe it because it actually does look more like Keeper as far as the size goes. Yeah. That'd be kind of neat. That would be cool, especially because then they could reference back to his board in some way. Even if it's just a flashback or something like that, they could very easily uh, have him make some sort of quip or joke about uh, how he knew it or he was, you know, he was <laughs> onto something. <laughs> I knew it. You're the Bigfoot. Or <laughs> <laughs> now, that would be hilarious. I really liked this whole episode. I especially loved, and usually I kind of tune out during like Megazord fights just because Mm -hmm. 
for the most part, they're like the 15 seconds. Ah, we, we came together. Ah, we blew them up. Yay. We did it. But mm-hmm. this worked super well as a season opener because this battle was intense. Every single individual Zord got its own spotlight and they were all working together. I love when Zords are operating separately. We do not see it enough in Power Rangers. I love whenever they do it. That whole end sequence was just awesome for me. I agree on that. I do like the way Devin went underground. And I just thought it was a uh, an interesting way that they could highlight what each Zord's kind of strengths maybe are. You know, Robbie's is really strong. How some of them can fly. I don't know. Usually I do also admittedly zone out during Zord battles a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's my it's typically my least favorite part of of any, you know, Power Rangers or Sentai series, but one of the things that GoBusters had going for it that I think they have fortunately sort of glommed onto and brought mm-hmm. over into Beast Morphers is they treated the Zord stuff very differently in Go in GoBusters, right? Like, yes, their enemies don't work the same way as most Sentai or Power Rangers enemies do. It's not you. It's not just one bad gets bigger. It's a lot of strategic thinking about where they're going to end up in the city and what types of bad guys there are. So both the GoBusters and the Beast Morphers team have to frequently strategize back about. You know, who's going where and who's taking on which enemies. It's cool. They do it on the ground and then they do it in their Zords too. So it's always kind of felt unique. And I'm so glad that mm-hmm. the the people adapting GoBusters got that and like understood what was cool about that and kept that. That's why I loved that it was Steel and Zoe that were on the ground fighting. And then Steel reference like, hey, these guys are going to need some air support. Yeah, and they were both the the flying Zord team. That was great. That was a little a nice little touch. And I am so glad that they are filming all this original fight footage yes. because in HD, this show looks freaking Ooh. gorgeous. It really does. Oh, it's such a beautiful show. We're like almost at the point, if not there, where. All of these shows just look stunning. They really don't age all that much. I know there's a little bit of aging with this one, but really not that much. Kind of holds up. But then all the original footage allows them to do cool combinations and cool extended sequences that we might not have gotten or different fights we might not. Well, a lot of fights we might not have gotten. (laughs) So, yeah, they're really maximizing the potential, which is all we've ever really wanted. Mm Mm-hmm. I was really vibing on this first episode. Yeah, such a good jumping in point. You certainly wouldn't have like understood everything. And I guess this is where I can talk a little bit about the the, the yeah. first season because we're not really <laughs> going to get into it. I probably would have been confused, but at the same time, like it it does a pretty good job catching you up. Like if I really were pressed for time, or if Netflix didn't drop in time, mm-hmm. probably. I mean, I would have had questions, but I probably would have been able to catch up pretty quick just based on this first one that's really good i mean not just for people who may be tuning in for the first time but even the target audience the kids power rangers went on hiatus they came back and then they were gone for another couple of months over the winter and now they're back so this episode did a really good job of serving that ability to bring you back into the world and catch you up to speed really fast Without making it feel like some kind of clip show. Yeah. So because you said clip show, (laughs) (laughs) side note, 
<laughs> yeah. There's an episode in the first season. It's I'm pretty sure it's the one. Actually, I'm confident now that I'm thinking about it. It's the one where they use the memory pulse or whatever to make people lose their memories so that they think Roxy and Blaze are part of Grid Battle Force again. Yeah, Remember that one? I don't think it was meant to be a clip show, but it actually served the purpose of a clip show really well just without the clips. Because with mm-hmm. Devin having lost his memory, they kind of explained everything that happened to that point. And I don't know if they <laughs> meant to do that, but that's that's the type of thing that they should remember in the future if they need to do an episode that is like the catch-up episode because it mm-hmm. that's what it did <laughs> it's like weirdly impressed with it <laughs> it's like, oh this is kind of a disguised clip show <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my top five of the first season mm-hmm. because it was weirdly like an alternate universe like what if this happened yeah. instead yeah that was really great and again more amazing steel interaction in that episode Oh, yes. He carried that episode. (laughs) Spot. 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 (laughs) Believe it or not, the first episode, I really enjoyed it. Me too. Yeah. Cool. Some notes for this episode. Uh, This is the first Power Rangers episode to air in this new decade of the 2020s. It is also the first episode without Saban's name in the show logo since Danger and Destiny, the final episode of Power Rangers RPM. Did we know that that was going to happen? We kind of figured it was going to when the new packaging started coming out and there was no Saban logo on the new figures. That makes sense. Because I remember, and I'm again, I'm behind on like everything, but I remember at, at least at some point, I remember there being like, so is this just like now called Saban's Power Rangers? Like, was that part of the deal? So uh, I <laughs> couldn't remember if we like knew this was happening or not. Well, now we definitely got confirmation. Yeah. It was like we saw it was there was still that gray area when the the new wave of toys came out. And it was like, ooh, they left Saban out. And they're yeah. like, oh, I wonder if they're going to do that when the new season starts. And mm-hmm. sure enough, it happened. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's that year transition period is over and we're in full Hasbro territory now. Yeah. Fully into the new era. In addition to writing this episode, both Becca Barnes and Alwyn Dale have been promoted to co-producers and story editors for the season. Oh. And Melissa Flores is no longer listed in the title opening credits, but she is still listed as a co-producer in the end credits. So makes sense. She still worked fully on Beast Morphers when she was part of Hasbro. And shout out to Melissa because she has her own Twitch channel now and she's doing Battle for the Grid and I got to play her last week. Oh! Yeah, so she's on Twitch now. Nice. Yeah, and so she's, I think it's like every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but it's super great. And with Battle for the Grid having cross-play, I was able to connect on my Xbox. I was able to go into the lobby and play against her it was a lot of fun she does prizes on her stream and she answers questions about power rangers oh that's so cool there's some things she can't talk about or go into yeah but (laughs) she still has some great stories and it's great because she's still very fond of power rangers she became a fan because of working on the show 
And so I'm glad that there's no like bitterness there or, or anything like that. So now she gets to be a fan like the rest of us. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I got to catch one of those streams. I'm glad to hear that Wednesday is one of the nights that she's she's streaming because that's I could probably catch those. Yeah. But just to keep in mind, I know it, she streams like relatively early, like central time. I feel like it's like three or something. Yeah. <laughs> so just Lucky be on the lookout. Don't look for it in the <laughs> evening. <laughs> Which is why I haven't I haven't gotten to catch any of them yet, and I'm mm-hmm. wanting to. I just haven't gotten to make one. Hold we on, just got to me... get her to the point where she can do VOD, and then then we're all good. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to get like actual information. Here. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to just wildly speculate about things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I I was wrong. It's oh no, tu- it's Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. <laughs> So, <laughs> I was half expecting you to say Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, in which case every day you said would have been wrong. <laughs> I got one of them. One out of three. Ain't bad. Ain't bad. <laughs> so on Tuesdays and Thursdays, it's from 3 to 6 p.m. Pacific, which is 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Oh. And right. those I can catch because it's like just after I get out of work. Uh, Fridays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific. So that's 1 to 4 Eastern. It's like like some folks' lunch hour. Some folks on this side could catch her over lunch. Yeah. Anyways, check her out. Twitch.tv slash Misty underscore Flores, just like her Twitter. I just wanted to give a brief shout out there. Heck yeah. Episode 2, Save Our Shores. A huge trash spill at the beach endangers the local wildlife while Scrozzle sets about finding reinforcements. Uh, Save Our Shores is the second episode of Beast Morphers Season 2, the 24th episode of Power Rangers Beast Morphers, and features the debut of Blaze and Roxy's robotic avatars and the first appearance of the Crystal Dimension. So, what do we think of this one? <laughs> well, a couple things. Okay. First off, I'm a sucker for any Power Rangers episode that's like an environmentalism episode because it feels like the most throwback Power Rangers thing ever <laughs> to be like, care about the Earth. Please care about the Earth. So uh, <laughs> I was all in like from the moment I saw what was going on. But one thing that's really funny is I saw on Twitter Blaze and Roxy's robotic avatars just like pictures and stuff like that mm-hmm. before I knew any sort of context because I didn't really want to know things until I watched it. I just like saw the picture and like scrolled on, but I saw plenty of pictures of them here. I was, I thought this whole time that the robotic avatars were like the good versions <laughs> of blaze and Roxy. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that's so cool. Now that they're good, they have like new colors and I guess they're going to be like, <sighs> Power Rangers sort of like Camille was, but like they look kind of bad, but they're good because they're allies. So I was like actually surprised by this episode, even though I shouldn't (laughs) have been. (laughs) So that was like kind of a fun, weird, like meta experience. I mean, it's like outside the episode, but it was fun to be surprised. That's what I kind of (laughs) miss. Because Liz, you might feel the same way. Like we are so like knee deep in news and we know everything first and ah, here it is. Yeah. Sometimes I miss actually being surprised by the show. So I'm glad you had that experience. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like, 
was like, wait a second, why is he scanning them? And I was like, could it be? Like, they, they don't have different <laughs> colored hair yet. <laughs> that was kind of fun. I love Robo Blaze and Roxy. I mean, Roxy's attitude the whole first season, this second season, I just love how great she is rocking the the yellow and purple both of them and like the super bright highlights in their hair now yes it's so extra i love it it's great (laughs) i also love any time a power ranger or i guess they're not rangers but whatever they're like sort of pseudo rangers in the way that they transform and stuff but um i love any time a ranger or ranger adjacent character has a color name that's unconventional so i love Mm. that they're violet and amber (laughs) i think that's so funny that he's amber (laughs) haven't had that one before if if, if, since amber is kind of orange Mm -hmm. is he an orange ranger oh boy (laughs) adding one more ranger into the well actually there were orange rangers before a conversation (laughs) it's always the technicalities (laughs) exactly doug i love that naming scheme too i loved when they said violet and amber that was Mm -hmm. that was really cool it's we don't get a lot of that in power rangers and after 26 years to do something where it's like ooh, an amber ranger like that's i don't know it's kind of cool it's it's cool that they're 26 years later, they're still able to find something unique to do for the show. Yeah. It's cool. We're, we're ready to learn some new color names. We got this. <laughs> Bring on Cerulean. Pokemon fans have been ready for a long time for that one. <laughs> that just sounds like a cool name. I'm the Cerulean Ranger. Cerulean Ranger. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you ruled. I, I don't know. Cerulean rule. I don't know. Oh, also to note, Aunt Regina, Regina Collins. So she is played by the same actress who played Elsa in Dino Thunder. Oh, my goodness. I was, like, trying to figure it out. I was like, she looks so familiar. Yes. I'm going to butcher that name. Miriama Smith Ah. is the actress. And, I mean, it's been, like, what, 10 years since Dino Thunder? And she hasn't aged a day? No. No, 10, not 15. 10 years. Oh, f- 15. Has it been 15 years? God. Did I just break you? Wait, wait, wait. That was 2000, because SPD was 2005. Dino Thunder was in 2004. That is oh, now 16 years. 16 years ago. What? <laughs> what? It began airing on February 14th, so yes, it is. Oh, God. Well, she looks great. <laughs> right? Still stunning. Also, the fact that it's a Collins, so I'm like, what? Why? Why did they? West they, Collins? They did it just to screw with us. They must. Right. Well, they're on to us. <laughs> I was going to say they must do that for that exact reason, but like. No one picks apart those things like fans do. They have, they, they're not. They're just like, what's a name? Collins is a name. <laughs> but what if? <laughs> but what if? <laughs> I mean, it actually wouldn't be that far off given like what she does and sort of the character she plays in this episode. So yeah, it's like, what if indeed? What if that's also, also Wes's aunt? 
I, I don't know. I don't know. Whoa. It is, Whoa. So who knows? I thought that was cool because, I mean, we've got that before. Like, you know, Kendall, Kendricks, Morgan. Yeah. You know, Danny Delgado, Z Delgado. So, yeah, I mean, it's not within the realm of possibility that they are not related at all. But it's kind of cool. Don't forget the Watanabes. That's right. Mia and Cam. Mm-hmm. Power Rangers with your last names. <laughs> Quit messing with us. Or learn some new last names. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Barry is a good last name. Hello. Mine isn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Doug, you were like, oh, wow, throwback to environmentalism. But me, I'm just like, kind of heavy handed. It's, it's thick. <laughs> kind it's, of? it's a thick layer. Yeah. Kind of? It's a thick, heavy handed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big time. I was just kind of like, I don't want to say disappointed, but I was like kind of rolling my eyes when the ants like, a turtle is a living thing. We must care for, we must protect this cute thing at all costs. Sign the check. It has a little bit of like ribbon tree vibes to it where you're like, you're not that bad of a person. Those people, you're like a cartoon villain right now, you know? <laughs> Your mind was changed far too easily. (laughs) I know. I get it. It's innocent. But dealing with all the corporate things going on in the world right now, (laughs) this was like, well, you sure conquered that one, Power Rangers. That's true. Yeah. One thing. So one thing that's been interesting about Beast Morphers is there's these, these like almost, they've got to be unintentional themes. They have a lot of instances where a character makes a choice that is like more complicated, I think, than maybe it was intended to be. And in this mm-hmm. case, it's Roxy. I'm also thinking of like Zoe sort of like giving into blackmail or Ravi sort of hiding his artistic yeah. abilities. Like they do have a lot of these choices that are far more nuanced than I would expect Power Rangers to get. I think the other episode sort of did them a little better than this one did. But I do at least mm-hmm. like the fact that Roxy is making this sort of complicated decision that is once again the type of thing where you're like, it's a good, but it's also not good. And sort of tackling yeah. that. They don't really dive into what makes it not good all that much. <laughs> uh, like they do with like Zoe or Ravi, but it's interesting that this is sort of becoming a theme of this this series. This sort of like, sometimes good and bad are, are murkier than you'd expect. You wouldn't expect Power Rangers to really explore that all that much not nowadays right the examples that you cited like the whole blackmail thing uh, that caught me off guard i was like wait do kids know what blackmail is the fact <laughs> that she even called it blackmail i was like yeah. dang how interested said blackmail <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah and then one of the the newer episodes i know you guys haven't seen the newest one but i mean they tackle the whole artist ravi being an artist Ooh. thing Okay. Finally, like they actually deal with it. And that's why I said when I was watching the episode, I was like, man, they better nip this. His mom doesn't know about him being an artist thing in the bud, but it spoke to like a greater degree about lying. And again, a topic that's a little bit more nuanced and digging into power Rangers than, than what we're used to. And yeah, the whole thing with Roxy, at least going back to this episode, 
I mean, she did a real. That's like an illegal thing. Like it's yeah. like yeah. I'm I'm pledging corporate money <laughs> that's not mine to this good cause. Like great intentions, but in the real world, pretty illegal stuff going down. <laughs> you know, if this is sort of a path that they want to continue going on where they're tackling some of these more complicated decisions, my hope is that they'll lean more into some of the consequences that this series beast morphers has started to get into right like there really are consequences most of the time for the 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 mistakes or the bad decisions that the rangers are making this just doesn't happen to be one of those times (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just think uh you know aunt regina saw the turtle with its you know big turtle eyes and was like (laughs) we must save the whole environment (laughs) Whatever it takes. To be fair, that was a very cute turtle. It was. I mean, to be fair, I did still enjoy the episode as much as I've been kind of just uh, about it. Like, I did enjoy it. I just think sometimes, it for me, the environmental ones and the quick turnaround was enough to just make me go, <laughs> eh. But, yeah, it was nice to see something with, with Roxy actually having family. That's really nice. Yes, um, you know, nobody family. He mentions like, hey, niece, Roxy, where have you been for the last few months, eh? Nothing. Good text. <laughs> She's just been gone. No, and it's also as she gets put in charge of the entire cleanup. Like, I think the aunt was just trying to shush it under the rug. Because how old is Roxy really? Like, 19? 20? Right. Right. Like, you're going to be in charge of this entire massive cleanup organization. <sighs> You know what it probably was? Roxy's like this ambitious go-getter already, and she's just woken up from like the equivalent of a coma and gets a job and is like, Aunt So, like, you, like I can yeah. do this. I can do that. I can do this. Aunt Regina, I can do that. And Aunt Regina's like, you know what? Go clean up the beach. It's huge. <laughs> <laughs> this will take a while. <laughs> right? Like, and then all of a sudden there are these big decisions. I'm like, I do nothing. Aunt Regina saw this one coming. <laughs> <laughs> Really, Aunt Regina's the one learning a lesson here, and it's not about turtles. <laughs> it's about do not let her in charge. Yep. Yeah, I, I need to lock down my corporate finance. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Who signed off on this? Yeah. Aunt Regina needs some two-step authentication in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still, it's a Power Rangers episode, but oh yeah, and I still enjoyed it. There was just a few things that really made me chuckle. (laughs) Oh yeah, but again, I do have to uh, commend the cinematography and the HD because when they put that turtle back in the water and we got all those shots like inside an actual aquarium, I was (laughs) like, "Wow, they took time to do this. That's pretty cool." Yeah, straight up Blue Planet (laughs) documentary, you know. Can we get a Power Rangers environmental documentary, but narrated by Steel? Because yes. that'd be great. <laughs> that would be the best yes. That would be so As he's good. learning about the environment as he's also narrating and watching, like, oh, wait, what was that? <laughs> oh, man. We must go look this up. That'd be beautiful. Please do it. And right now, everybody's stuck at home anyway. Just live stream it. We would all yes. sit there. Together, uh, watching it. It's so new good. content. Yeah. 50% of his information would be wrong, and I would love all of it. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't talk a lot about uh, the villains, but what are y'all thinking about this uh, new weird crystal dimension? 
it's I mean it's fine. I, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> I maybe I missed where it like needs to be a new dimension. I don't know. <laughs> it was it was a quick like one off line when they were in there and it was just like since the rangers found the cyber dimension he had to skedaddle like this was the first place we could find or something like that okay i mean that makes sense (laughs) they get to do a new scenery so that's cool so maybe i'm in like steel conspiracy mode here but (laughs) i I was thinking about you know the whole yay brand synergy and like let's tie everything into the comics and stuff Uh, The Crystal Dimension kind of given me that beyond the grid, void, Zeo crystal type of feel. I don't know. I mean, Blaze and Roxy are violet and amber, so the illusions abound. Oh, (laughs) that tied it in better than I was thinking. (laughs) Thanks, Doug. (laughs) I got you. (laughs) I was just thinking, like, it's kind of cool that even the villains are doing this, like, dimensional hopping stuff and... You know, with Ninja Steel and the whole 25th anniversary special, and it's being established in the comics, too, like Dimensions are a thing. Yeah. It's cool for them to expand that even into Beast Morphers, Mm -hmm. which I think they'll need to with this whole crossover coming up. Because the Dino Thunder Rangers, or Dino Thunder, the Dino Charge Rangers are from a world with dinosaurs that still exists. So it'll be cool to see how that all comes together for the team up, but we're getting way ahead of ourselves. I'm sure this has already been talked about to death, but <laughs> yeah. you soldier better not be dino anything. Cause no one's going to know what to call any season ever. <laughs> I just screwed it up. I said, dino thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Dino Knights. I mean, Dino Th- I mean, Dino Charge. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just some notes to wrap up this episode. This is the first and so far only episode of Power Rangers to premiere on Leap Day. Oh. Huh. We could have gotten a frog for Leap Day. <laughs> And this is the first time all five Rangers pilot the Beast X Ultra Zord. In the debut last season, only four of the Rangers piloted it because Devin was being held hostage in the cyber dimension. Go Beast X Ultra Zord. That thing is a is a literal beast. Like yeah. that thing is awesome. I love that. I love that Zord. And they made quick work of it too, that Zord fight. They're like, this is gonna be fast. Boom, it's gone. I'm like, well, it's a good thing that I normally just zone out for the Zord fights because I'm like, oh, this is fine. Yes, yes. I mean, the Ultra Zord, it's just like, ah, I'm going to poke you with my big digital spear thing and boom, you're you're done. Is this the episode or is the next episode the one where they do the dome? The the bad guys do the dome. Both of those episodes do do the dome. Yes. Okay. I think they do. I don't remember when the dome started, but I'm intrigued by it. You're right. It did start in this episode because in game on Zoe says, Oh, it's that dome again. Like what's going on with that? Like they, they referenced the last time it happened. So yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. It's probably the only other like notable thing. Cause it seems to be something that's going to carry through into more episodes, but yeah, it's interesting because in the sentai i believe and i didn't 
I didn't watch a lot of the later episodes of, of Go Busters, but I believe that was because they were crossing kind of like that dimensional realm and going into that whatever dimension and in, in Go Busters. But here they're treating it as something different. And it's something that the Rangers don't even know what that is. So I kind of like that they're building their own mystery. Like the Rangers still don't have all the answers and they don't know what's going on, like where the enemies are coming from. That's, you know, that was something they mentioned in the first episode of the season. Like, yeah, they weren't coming from the cyber dimension. We don't know where they're popping up from. Right. So it's, it's kind of cool that there's still like a little mystery with like, they're turning something from the Sentai into a plot element for like a unique plot element for power Rangers. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Well, and you know, there, there, I don't think power Rangers is ever going to get back to the point that it was at with RPM where it was all basically one long story, um, just mm-hmm. cut into episodes, but it does sort of feel like with beast morphers, they're dabbling back into a more serialized type of storytelling. I mean, there, I would be hard pressed to find an episode of this season or the last season that hasn't connected to the adjacent episodes in some way, whether it's referencing back to something that happened or sort of building towards something that's about to happen. And I think that's, I mean, that's probably the best that we can expect if what we're looking for is serialization, but I appreciate that they're willing to do that again. Oh, me too. It makes all of the episodes, even if it's, you know, not your favorite episode or not like a strong episode, there's still that connecting thread, which I appreciate. And that was something I missed, like in maybe past seasons, like, uh, like super Ninja steel or, you know, I mean, they had their own like ongoing story to a point, but like with beast morphers to me, it just feels like a more natural flowing way of, of doing it. And you're right. It's not, super serialized like rpm but i think they've struck a balance with beast morphers yeah it at least makes you feel like you're not starting over every single episode like Mm -hmm. it's picking up where it left off every episode i mean there's you learn something new about what's at stake or the villains there isn't like any one episode i think you could be like you could completely take that out there was you know nothing in it it was just a complete filler episode Mm -hmm. and it really helps with just wanting to watch every episode because you know there's something actually happening it's yeah it's really nice to be excited to watch new episodes of power rangers that's actually what i'm gonna do once we're done i'm like nice gotta watch (laughs) i would like to officially retire the phrase filler episode from power rangers discussion co-signing so fast (laughs) because just because it's an episode you don't like doesn't mean it's a filler episode. I think part of the fandom is using this that phrase wrong. Yes. Uh, I, I think it's, sure, yeah. I think people basically need to learn like what a bottle episode is, what a character mm. development episode is. You know, there's all these different terms for different types of episode, but I think when it's not something that directly connects to the thing in front or behind it, people just call it filler. Every episode is telling some sort of story either that is a plot story or a character story. And both of those things yeah. are valuable. Listen, I've watched enough Star Trek to know what a bottle show is. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I don't think a lot of people know what that term is, I guess. 
Because a lot of people just call it filler, and I'm like, this was not filler. Like, <laughs> Right. I just think overall the term filler has just lost all meaning for me. Yeah. When it comes to talking about Power Rangers, at least with Beast Morphers, like we said, there's even if it's not your favorite, there's still something that they're referencing or connecting to or they're building upon the character beats and the character moments. And that's the thing. These these characters are evolving. They might not be evolving, you know, as fast as you might like, but some of them more than others, I think all the characters are growing and it's a shame we're not talking about episode four, but I, I know you guys haven't seen that, but that was like big character development growth stuff happening. And that's what I like when it comes to Power Rangers. Time Force is a good example. It leaned a bit more on the serialized side, like RPM, but the characters were different from where they were from the beginning of the show to the end of the series. Mm -hmm. And if Beast Morphers can do that on some level, which I think they did pretty well in the first season, it's working for me. Yeah, for sure. Now... Episode three, which is the 900th episode of Power Rangers. <laughs> Dang. Freaking 900 episodes. Wow. So uh, this is game on. It's not all fun and games when Devin's favorite video game is brought to life in the form of a new Robotron. 900 episodes. And I kind of laugh because back five years ago when Dino Charge was airing, and they had the 800th episode, <laughs> which was Sink or Swim. And that was just like a random, no-nonsense, like, episode. I love that Beast Morphers is carrying the tradition. Like, it's not some big, uh -huh. like, milestone. <laughs> it's just like, hey, this is, this is Power Rangers. Yep. This is it. It's an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Sink or Swim the one with, like, uh, Tyler and Ivan, like, competing yep. over a jacket? The Yes, the rivalry. <laughs> Iconic, really. <laughs> I actually love that episode because there were so many, like, just hilarious moments oh, between yeah. Tyler and Ivan. And <laughs> both of them were, like, great. I mean, they're just great comedic actors. Too. Oh, yeah. So good. But, yeah, this is game on. One of the things to note, which Ranger Wiki pointed this out, and I had to go back to the Halloween episode so in Hypnotic Halloween, at the end, Devin, like, surprises them all as a samurai. He's like, ah! He jumps <laughs> in, and he's like, I love playing my favorite character, Sensei Bones. And he he mentions the game. Oh. Yeah. So they planted that seed last year, and I forgot about it. That's so cool. I, in order to uh, be caught up, I skipped the holiday episode. So <laughs> it's a reference I didn't get. That's so cool. I think he mentioned it earlier too, like earlier in the year. Yeah, extreme. I think when he was trying to like get away three. from his dad, it's like, oh, I have a tournament actually brawler three or whatever. Oh. Like I've heard that referenced a few times, and that's one thing that I really loved about the episode was that it you know from knowing Devin how much that game meant to him, yeah. and they never had to put it in your face. Like it was if you've paid attention in the show or whatever, like you you kind of have that idea already. Yeah, and that's what I mean about or what we're talking about with this self-referential referring back to previous things. Cause that was at the end of that hypnotic Halloween episode and i must have blanked out during that time because it was just like all right clip show wasn't the best but <laughs> i mean it was a little bit of fun but no he mentions 
Backstreet Brawler 3, he mentions Sensei Bones. So I actually went back, because of that note, I went back and I watched that end portion. And I was like, holy crap, that was staring me in the face this whole time. And it's like, I really got to pay more attention. And that's on me. So I thought this episode was fun and i like that power rangers is being more contemporary it's an esports gaming tournament but then they're like look at this augmented reality future tech that we don't have (laughs) but i like that because it's showing that power rangers in this world of power rangers power rangers has always been like a step or two ahead of us yeah technology wise Mm-hmm. last season with ninja steel and super ninja steel i mean they had like an episode focusing on like freaking hoverboards which don't <laughs> even exist but are commonplace in power rangers and that's what i like the world building of power rangers it's like present adjacent you know what i mean yeah yeah it's it's sort of you know derek and i talk about this with spider-man too because the not Spider-Man also, not the you know greatest superhero movie of all time, Spider-Man 2 or anything. <laughs> but with the 90s series, uh, it's funny because you get this mixture of like 90s tech, but also future tech. So we have to remind ourselves frequently like, well, this show is sort of ahead of us as far as technology goes. And Power Rangers is kind of the same sort mm-hmm. of thing where at first you're like, what in the world? Like, that's not even a thing. And then you have to remind yourself like, well, they also morph into Power Rangers. So clearly they're a little <laughs> bit ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and now now they're installing like pollution-free energy across the planet yes so, yeah. yeah globally <laughs> that's a underreported story i feel like <laughs> putting some we, towers we, in paris over there you know yeah and you know where they're putting them right next to the eiffel tower i would like to speak to whoever was in charge of placing that tower <laughs> yeah france just, would never there's no, no way no way they would not even (laughs) but i can see where they're going with this so Mm -hmm. because mayor evox pushing that globally (laughs) yeah i mean you can kind of see where they're going but it's like ooh, what are they gonna do i really hope that ties into the crossover i don't know maybe i'm putting a lot of hope writing into this crossover (laughs) but there's a lot of hype with that yeah that's true and they've been hyping it too so yeah it's hard not to but anyways game on yes overall i thought the episode was all right one thing i didn't like was i don't want to say the message because ah i might be there with you so i'm really curious so I thought the story would have been better for me if Carrie actually learned her lesson, was better than Devin, and he had to learn something about humility. Oh, yeah. The episode as is, I do like that Devin was generous. He gave the check over, but I don't like the, hey, a $5,000 check will solve all your medical problems. <laughs> and I know, I know healthcare, I know healthcare is a little deep for a kid show. The whole lesson was about, oh, well, cheat, you shouldn't cheat to win. Don't cheat to win. Don't do an exploit to win. Even though it's a glitch in the game that's up to game developers to fix, whatever. But if you're going on this whole lesson about cheating, I think the episode would have been served better if she did indeed learn her lesson, which she did. She, you know, she didn't cheat, but she won because of her skills. 
Yes. And I get what I'm trying to say. I absolutely do because, and I think it actually, I think your critique of it filled in a little bit of my critique too, because there was something about it that I didn't love. And I don't think I fully was able to figure out how to tweak it in a way that would make sense. But now I Mm -hmm. kind of do. Because when I was watching it, I was like, it's a little weird that Devin is trying to tell her that cheating to win is not winning at all. And then they use the exact strategy that she tells them to win. To win. And I understand (laughs) that the stakes between a video game competition and saving the world are different, but I think for the purposes of a kid's show, all they would have had to do is have her share that with them, them say, no, you don't need to cheat to win, have them battle the bad guys, and her say, guys, do it. Like, you can win that way, and have them beat their clone rangers without quote cheating and then she learns her lesson because she sees you don't need to do that in order to win and then she mm-hmm. beats Devin and he doesn't necessarily I don't know that he ends up humbled in that situation but maybe he ends up proud of her right like right see yeah you you get it or whatever it is also interesting that money has been a theme two episodes in a row like there must be something just like oh, in the right. air the fact that like the the last episode explicitly says like we need to save the animals but we need money to do that, which is real. <laughs> it's the thing yes. people don't like to talk about is that charities and causes need money. Um, mm-hmm. But then in this one, she's also like, my brother's dream is to play soccer, but he will never get better without money. And it's like, yeah, that's also <laughs> true. Like, <laughs> it's like kind of interesting that that's made its way into two of these episodes. <laughs> it's like almost too real. <laughs> it's like good because it's real, but it's almost too real. <laughs> The reason why I say, like, you know, maybe Devin becomes humbled or or whatever, I think because of how Devin has been played and characterized this whole season, if he did lose, I don't think he'd ever have a problem with it. He'd be like the chillest guy. He'd be like, awesome, you beat me, even though this is my favorite game and this is all I can talk about thing in the world. Wow, congratulations, you won. That's awesome. And I think there's something... To be said for that, too. Well, and I think he would have been proud of being a part of her learning that lesson, because one thing that Devin's been learning along the way that was part of his very first episode was learning to be a leader. And one thing Mm -hmm. that we've seen over the course of these episodes is Devin leading more and more. And I think if you could keep inserting these moments where he's leading somebody and they're succeeding and then his sort of yes. character development is sort of becoming the teacher or the the sort of team's mentor while being part of the team. I think that would be a really cool story to tell for a ranger. It goes with his character beat. Like you said, like his whole journey to become a leader. It's such a good one that we do see a lot in Power Rangers about becoming a leader. But I think Beast Morphers is handling that with a lot of respect for past Red Rangers. Like, I think Devin coming into this as an accident and having to learn and grow as a Red Ranger, I think they've been doing a really good job of that. And, you know, what you were saying, Doug, is like to have him teach her that lesson and become a leader and she succeeds, I think that would have been more impactful for me for this this episode. I agree. Than how it played out. I thought the monster was very cool. I love all the like gamer references, like noob and like (laughs) level up and like anything that was like calling back to a video game. Uh, I thought that was great writing just to throw 
gamer terms in and it just makes power rangers feel more contemporary like great you're finally injecting video games like i i was already excited that devon was a gamer when they brought in the first season through the first episode and i love that video games like this is a video game episode it's it's cool i love it i enjoyed it enough i of course the the chick with the the bright pink hair she was fun yeah, <laughs> I thought she was going to be such a bigger part of this. Like, I know, the description right? for this episode gave me a very different idea of what this episode was going to be. Yeah. And I figured that that character was going to be taken advantage of by the bad guys, you know? Like, I just thought that's what was going to happen. Yeah, like, they would actually take one of the scans or whatever to take the, yeah. uh, like, with the Robotron. It would have been great instead of, like, I know Sentai footage, whatever, they were fighting clones of themselves, but how cool would it have been for Devin to actually fight, like, his favorite video game character? Oh. <sighs> that would, have been, that so would cool. have been awesome. Some notes. So the gaming consoles in this episode are made from a modified Xbox Logitech F710 controller. Um, however, the trophy that he holds up uh, that is a gold PlayStation 3 DualShock controller. That's the controller I have. So for any prop people out there, there you <laughs> go. This is the first milestone episode to feature a female monster of the week, since most others either didn't have monsters or only had male villains. I did catch that, because at one point they say uh, something to the effect of, like, we can't find her or the yeah. Gigatrons or something. And I was like, oh, the monster's a lady monster. Like, we don't get that all that frequently. It's exciting when it happens. I thought it was a pretty nifty episode. There's just something with, like, Carrie's brother and, like, the whole medical stuff. Part of me was like, did you need to throw that in there? Because like, <laughs> I, I thought, oh, cool, he's just disabled. And then it was like, but he really needs the money. Wah, wah, wah. And as soon as it was like, but he needs surgery. And I was like, well, I can see where this is going. Right. <laughs> Cause it could have just been like a character that has crutches. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. would have also been fine. Onward has a character that just has like, just walks with crutches and it's, it's not a thing. It just, he's there. I just kind of thought that was going to be the case with this one, but nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I guess we're not quite there yet. Power <laughs> 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 but but no, I was cool. I was just like, oh, that's that's her brother. That's how he lives. He's disabled. Let's just move on. And then it, as soon as it was like, but he hurt his knee. Right. He'll never play again. I need the money to fix him. Uh, uh, yeah. So I, I groaned internally, too. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. That's what I'm saying. Just a couple more tweaks and that would have been fine. Mm -hmm. Those are the three episodes to end this episode. But uh, we've got some Ranger Nation answers where we asked, what are your thoughts on the first part of season two? Any favorite moments? Theories? So on Twitter, Edward Sanchez at Edward is the man said, my favorite moment so far is the debut of Robo, Roxy and Blaze. And we didn't mention this, but... I love the fact that they can just be killed and then brought back. Yeah. That makes That's them a nice twist. Significantly more menacing, right? Yeah, because they, I mean, 
why would they care? Like, they're just going, I love the fact that their second go-around, they're just, all right, let's do it. Ah, yeah. Going after them, because what do they have to lose? Do we think yeah. that there's going to be some sort of, like, deterioration the more times they regenerate? Oh, like, is it, are they going to, like, glitch out oh. more as it happens? More? I would love to see them because there is a suit that I know is from GoBusters that hasn't been used yet. And I would love if Blaze somehow just glitches the heck out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to go along with the whole digital aspect, that would be cool if they take advantage of that. Would be very cool. Rosanna Smith at underscore Smithsonia. Why can Devin have a hobby of playing video games, but Robbie was still hiding his art? If Robbie and Roxy can be open about their relationship, how long until we get to see some focus on Zoe and Nate? Rosano is asking the right questions. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that with Devin, I don't think this is a good answer that I'm going to have, but I think it's an answer. I think because Devin wasn't sort of like raised or brought up with grid battle force. I could see them making an exception for a hobby that he already had. It also Mm. is sort of like a tech, not like technological technological. Yeah, that's a word, a tech based (laughs) hobby. Whereas if she really doesn't like the arts as Zoe sort of called it, I could see there being a distinction between something that's similar to a simulation versus something that's purely aesthetic. Um, Yeah. So maybe there's something like that. Will we get an explanation? Probably not. But that's sort of like my own headcanon for why she might accept one over the other. Yeah, and Devin was so excited when he first joined Beast Morphers or Grid Battle Force too. He was all about the simulator. So yeah, I totally get what you're saying, Doug. Like she would be more accepting of his hobby because it in some way ties back to Grid Battle Force that she can use on the battlefield. Yeah. Commander Shaw. And then with Ravi and Roxy, I think if Roxy isn't part of Grid Battle Force anymore, that's why they're open now. They certainly weren't mm-hmm. before. The little park scene and yeah. fresh strawberries. <laughs> and and a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh. Power Rangers. That's saucy for Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, so sad but true. Yep, yep. <laughs> Maybe they'll even hold hands at some point. <laughs> oh my god. Whoa. <laughs> this also is like two canon couples on one season. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. wild. Power Rangers yeah. wilding out. It's about to get wild. Um, <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm still pissed that they cut that kiss in Super Ninja yeah. Steel. Yeah, everyone should mm-hmm. be. <laughs> Super pissed off about that yeah. still. Ugh. Ranger Chronicles podcast at Ranger Cron pod says good stuff. Heroic Roxy saving the animals and having a focus episode. Bad stuff. Finding proof in the first episode that there was a cover up involving a Morphex spill and dismissing it. They didn't even ask Mayor Evox about it. Yeah. Yeah. I have a point. feeling that'll, that might come back when they're still trying to figure out more stuff. I want the board oh. to come back. I want Eva, our Evox. I want Steel to break the giant board back out. Mm figure this out that board has to come back at least once can we have an spd like episode where they it's a clip show but they figure out the mystery Mm. instead of forcing a clip show in the holiday and episode can steel wear a sherlock holmes outfit 
Yes, <laughs> while he brings out the board. That would yes. be perfect. I mean, Ravi already has one, so... Exactly, there you go. Well, that's a perfect excuse to bring it back. <laughs> yes, Steel uses that to prove his point. <laughs> which further ties in the data, Star Trek data connection. Ah, there you go, there you go. That's why Steel's one of my favorites. <laughs> Hassan Ahmed at Hassan Ahmed 120 said, I'm enjoying it. I'm glad that we have normal Blaze and Roxy around now, in addition to the evil avatars, as that brings about interesting new stories. The Evox as mayor plot has also been enjoyable, and I can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah, I want to know where his dad is, like his right. real dad. Mm-hmm. Did he just take over the body or? Oh, that's what I think. I think that's what's happening, which is gross. It is gross. And that would be really hard to defeat Evox if he's part of his dad's body. Uh, that's. Uh-huh. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I think it was Scrozzle said, you know, that that form isn't good for you or that body isn't good for you and so yeah i'm kind of left like a lot of you guys going is his real dad chained up somewhere in the crystal dimension like is he being held captive is evox just inside of his body i don't know because then we also have to worry about his dad was like coughing it's like you know anytime having to be a father to him makes me sick which i mean Nobody wants to cough right now, so that's going to be fun. <laughs> and now we have Mayor Topical. Evox, like, hacking up a lung over here, and whew, he is getting quarantined. Yep, he is totally yep. getting quarantined. <laughs> so it's interesting because what if it's like the Avatar situation and his dad's actually in a coma it's still the same level as like sharing a body because if you destroy one, you kill the other kind of a thing. That could I would, be a big decision. I would prefer that to like a body possession thing. I like that much better. Yeah. Yeah. The body possession thing creeps me out. So I want that to not be true. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question about blaze and Roxy. Now that we have both good and evil. Yeah. Obviously we're going to call blaze and Roxy blaze and Roxy, like the good versions. Are we still calling the avatars blaze and Roxy or were they saying that their names are now violet and Amber? No, no, no. So I think, um, the toys clear this up okay. because on the toy packaging, it's robo blaze oh, and robo Roxy. Okay. And so when it was the first season toys, it was cyber villain Blaze and Roxy. And even though they never said cyber villain in the show. It at least helps us out. Yeah. Okay, cool. No, that makes sense. I like Robo Roxy. Like that just, that sounds (laughs) like Robo Blaze, Robo Roxy. That it's got a nice ring. Yeah, I can subscribe to that. This is going to be from Jennings Patterson at Jennings Patters replying to Hassan. Same here. Interesting that we get an Anton Mercer, Mezagog, and Heckle Snide type thing, except people probably hope the real Blaze and Roxy don't continue to be sidelined with the B-spots. I don't want them to be sidelined because there are so many story things. Like, how are they dealing psychologically with the <laughs> fact that their avatars were torturing their friends yeah. for a whole year? Yeah. Yeah, and, that's some PTSD right there. Mm-hmm. I know that's a little deep for Power Rangers, but 
I'm glad they they kind of hinted at it because they said Scrozzle scanning them was creepy, and it is. It's totally creepy. Yeah, I think they could do stuff with it. I think the more episodes we get without them addressing it, I think the less we can expect them to explore something like that. I think mm-hmm. these first three episodes would have been the perfect time for them to sort of have a nervous Roxy and Blaze, will they like us anymore type of storyline. Yeah. But they didn't really give us that, so I'm not sure we will. I think they could have, though. They really could have done some cool stuff with that. Well, there's, like I said, we're we're only like three, four yeah. episodes into the season, so yeah. True, true. Erlim at Mainstream Live said, I feel that the show is okay, but it's dipping a tiny bit on things. Blaze and Roxy are becoming background characters where Robo- Blaze and Roxy are taking the limelight. In episode two, I feel there was no consequences for Roxy for what she did, and that annoys me a lot. Hey, it annoyed us a lot, too. (laughs) She should be in jail. (laughs) (laughs) Mason T. Merrill at Mason Merrill said, enjoying it so far, hoping to see things ramp up as far as the story dynamic of Evox impersonating Mayor Daniels. Strongest start of a second season of this show since Mighty Morphin, in my opinion. Wow. Some high praise. Ah. I really did enjoy the opening for this season. Yeah. Oh, it, me too. It was good. It, it, it hasn't dropped. It, it wasn't like, for some reason, look, it's the super Except season. the ratings, it's... but uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, maybe the ratings will go Savant. up. Everybody's going to be home. See, Kothu Boy 21 at Kothu Boy 21. Too much. Uh, do I have to say the F word? Too much filler and childish <laughs> moments. I don't want to say that word around you guys anymore. <laughs> too much filler and childish moments. I hope Ben and Betty's roles get smaller as the season progresses and we have an actual story development. Fair. I get where you're coming from. I, yeah. I don't mind Ben and Betty, actually, but I also. I think I famously or infamously didn't mind Victor and Monty either. So y'all can take my opinion with a grain of salt. (laughs) I have a love hate relationship with, uh, with Ben and Betty overall. I, I, I do enjoy them more than I did Victor and Monty. That's for sure. Um, I think to me, they're, they're a little bit more endearing. Yeah. I think they're more endearing and I, I, I can see where everyone's coming from with Victor and Monty. And I think, one thing they do with Ben and Betty that they didn't do with Victor and Monty is that with as much silly and goofy sort of eye rolly stuff that they do with Ben and Betty, they also give them good productive stuff to do too. Mm -hmm. Victor and Monty never got that. So I think it balances out a little bit better than they they ever did with Victor and Monty. I forgot. We totally missed this for game on. The Ben and Betty side story with, uh, like, Mr. Virtual Dancer. Oh, yeah! That was, that was James Davies. Oh, yeah! Uh, A.K.A. Dino Charge Black. Yes. What? That's... That was him. You didn't... Did you not know that? No, I did. I, that's just sort of oh, like... Okay. I'm like, <laughs> like, how does this happen? Oh, like, like a general like what? Roll on to set? Did they film this near to when they were filming the crossover? Or filming the crossover? Like, what... <laughs> I remember <laughs> there there was actually a picture that they floated on social media uh when they were filming that James Davies visited the set and I was like oh wink wink yeah. crossover but no in addition to crossover he also had this role yeah. that was hilarious 
What, that whole thing was funny. How funny would it be if James Davies became like, like going forward became sort of like the John Ratzenberger is to Pixar, but like for Power Rangers <laughs> where like every season he plays like one sort of minor character. <laughs> That'd be so funny just cause he's around <laughs> for a moment there. That was, that was Kelson. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. James Davies could do it. I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, like he's in New Zealand. Just hit him yeah, up. Yeah, like, he's clearly <laughs> willing. You know, he's down the street. <laughs> right, right. Technically, um, yeah. This is also the type of Ben and Betty content that I think works really, really well because it's not it's not buffoonery. And one thing I think Ben and Betty have going for them again that Victor and Monty didn't is that they're siblings. So you get to see yes. cool sibling moments. And I actually thought it was really sweet when Ben sort of like stood up for his sister and said like. You can do better than that. I don't know. There's something sweet about that, I think. I like those Ben and Betty moments more than we're Team Rocket blasting off again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I I could do less with that. (laughs) You know what I mean. Uh, No, I do. I do very much so. They blast off a lot. (laughs) K1 at K1461482206 says. Hike! It's improving bit by bit with the episodes of how it is structured than Saban did. Hasbro is starting to go in the right direction with the episode structure of this season. Grinning face with smiley eyes. (laughs) I'm assuming was an an emoji. (laughs) I don't know. I copied that straight from Twitter. So yeah. Well then I I like your style K1. Just spell out your emojis. (laughs) More accessible anyway. (laughs) Adam at little Adam a seven said, I've enjoyed it so far. Having the real Roxy and uh, see the tongue twister, (laughs) having the real Roxy and blaze back. See, it's real Roxy blaze back. Whoa. That that's a lot of B's and R's Mm -hmm. (laughs) having the real Roxy and blaze back brings an interesting dynamic to the show. Will they face their robo counterparts at some point? Out of the first three episodes, I've enjoyed Save Our Shores the most due to its message of corporate responsibility. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the the very uh, elementary message of corporate responsibility. Yes. We got to teach him young, man. Those three-year-olds need to know. You hurt the whales, you got to pay. Star Trek Four. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. All right, uh, so we're going to move on to Facebook uh, things from Devin Hughes. Uh, the first three sucked because it was way too preachy. And I, I think mean, I, sucked we, feels strong, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I can feel there was definitely some preachiness uh, to them, to them, so. Yeah, I do think that just the one thing to keep in mind is, like, they're treating this like a whole new season, so the the first handful of episodes are going to feel like the first handful of episodes of any yeah. season, which is sort of an unfortunate consequence of them splitting things up, I guess. Rayvon Cooper says these first few episodes of season two have been really good so far. I really like how they're getting Mayor Daniels more involved with the story as he is possessed by Evox. It's giving me Mesagog vibes and it will make the story more emotional for Devin. My favorite parts are having the random cameo of James Davies and Kelson Henderson in these early episodes. Lastly, for my theory, I think Dr. K will come back and be involved with sending the Dino Rangers to help the grid battle force in that team up. Whoa. I think I, I hope Dr. K is the reason 
I, I, the Dino Rangers or something. Dr. K was a good part of Shattergrid, so I think she's oh, going to yeah. have some crazy oh, dimension God. hopping, and I think she's going to... Yes. She'll be there. I uh, I can't... I really hope to see her back. How is she going to come back? What if instead of, like, in Dimensions in Danger, it was Time Force and Wes with the, the thingy? What if, what if Dr. K does it with the Dimensions? What if she's the reason that they team up? Oh my god. That would be so dope. I can't wait to see if if those rumors are true and she is involved and we get Mason Truman back, I'm gonna flip out. Yes, it's gonna I will. be awesome. Oh yeah. I will flip out. Flip out, man. <laughs> and finally on Instagram, and this is a long one, uh Scott Sandler ninety four said episode one was great. Definitely a more casual feeling start than any other second season premiere An interesting play into crack pottery. Save our shores was a good first step into exploring Roxy since we had already done so much with Devin, Ravi and Zoe seeing Miriama Smith return after so long was pretty cool. However, it felt a little behind in its environmental message and definitely heavy handed Ben and Betty rolling in garbage was unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not going to lie. I laughed. I thought that was like stupid and funny, <laughs> but gross. Yes, you are correct. I just roll my eyes when they do that. I'm like, this, this is fine. This is fine. Just, just get through it. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you, Liz. Like I know, but when they, when they go more into that, Hey, uh, trash. And, and, and we're dumb. It's like, no, you're not. You're not dumb. You're better than that. No, they're smart. They're picking up so much trash with just their bodies. So much <laughs> not good science. Um, uh, okay. Ben and Betty rolling in garbage was dot, dot, dot. Unpleasant dot, dot, dot. But Blaze and Roxy being scanned for their robot forms was vastly preferred instead of grievously injured and recaptured by Scrozzle to be converted into robots. It was very satisfying to hear them call the scan creepy. Game On probably put way too much blame on and animosity towards Carrie for using the exploit. I also wish the money wasn't just sought for a surgery. It felt like it was a cop-out in lieu of disability representation. And the bit with the dancer character played by James Davies was a treat. I wish the extended season trailer did not spoil evox's possession of mayor daniels since there were still plenty good episodes and i hope there's minimal aimless meandering going forward though episode four is a good sign it won't oh i didn't realize that the uh, season trailer had uh exposed the possession it did i'm glad i didn't see that or that i forgot if i did see it (laughs) was it like the second one or something like the the initial like 30 second one didn't show anything but i think it was the one that was around toy fair that Uh, that one they put out that fully showed it gotcha yeah it was the extended toy fair one okay and it was like i'm i'm evox like it was that and i'm like really you couldn't just save that for the episode well then let me just say that like the moment when they're taking that selfie and his hand sort of like glitches out that is a capital m moment uh because i didn't know what was going on from the finale of the first season yes 
Yes. And so I didn't really know where it was going. Um, and I'm glad, I mean, I guess people at the time probably wouldn't have either. I don't, but still like just along for the ride, that was a dope moment. (laughs) Cause there was a lot of like, Ooh, what's that about? Is he infected or Mm -hmm. is he somehow connected to the cyber dimension? Oh man, that's such a bummer then that people saw the trailer and were like, Oh, okay. I guess that's what it is. Just go back and look at that trailer now that you know, because yeah. they're not they're not spoiling anything are other like, than that. Are the comments underneath it all like, what the heck? <laughs> no, comments have been disabled because it's yes. children. Ah, uh, okay. Yep, yes, yep. YouTube. But yeah, that was the same trailer where, where at the end they were like, oh, we're soldiers the next season. <laughs> and people, I think people were flipping out more about that than, oh man, they spoiled Eva. Oh no. But no, it was annoying because it was like they used the most obvious clip. Like, you know, Mayor Daniels like laughing in the cyber dimension, like, yeah, I'll take him all over. Ha ha ha. ha. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> you couldn't have just waited like a couple weeks? <laughs> Shots from the freaking team up in that trailer. I cannot wait for that episode. I'm, I'm probably hyping that up so much, but uh, I just want that team up. It'll be cool no matter what. I mean, Dimensions in Danger, I just recently saw, like, just even clips from that, and I was like, okay, that was pretty hype. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? So Dimension Danger was totally hype. Yeah, like, no matter what, I mean, I guess not every crossover or whatever is, like, cool, but no matter what, cool stuff's gonna happen. I think I'm more hyped about this crossover coming up because we do get the world building with Beast Morphers. And that summer last summer clip where they showed you know devin going jason like oh question mark like to me that feels like the end of the episode like right before the team up you know what i mean yeah well and it's the type of thing that they seeded a long time ago like episode one right where they name dropped rita repulsa yep so yep the payoff is coming we'll see liz doug this has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you for stepping in at the last minute. <laughs> thank, thank you for being my AP and Zach this episode. Uh-huh. No problem. I'm like, I'm the like most anti, I don't say anti, like the um, opposite of AP. Nobody knows what she looks like. And I <laughs> blaster myself online multiple times. Uh, but you know, we both like yellow, so that's cool. Unless you want it to be AP, that's I mean, like, I, that's fine. I think we all want to be AP, right? Well, yeah. we do. She lives by Wawa. <laughs> oh, oh, well, then I definitely want to be me. AP. <laughs> I I like the anonymous aspect of AP. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be nice to be more anonymous yeah. once in a while. Anywho, it would be. It would. I'm gonna let you guys promote your stuff. So, Liz. What do you got going on? Everything with your channel, social media, go. All right. Uh, I am mostly active on Twitter. I am at Ranger underscore Liz on all social media except for Facebook, which is Power Ranger Liz. Uh, but I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and those are my, my two big jams other than YouTube. I host a show every single Friday called The Ranger Week in Review. I wrap up everything that happened in the world of Power Rangers and Tokusatsu into one little package. So if it's the TV show, merchandise, comics, 
video games, whatever. It is every Friday on my YouTube channel, also called Ranger Liz. It's about 30 minutes, and uh, you'll get caught up on everything Power Rangers and Toku for the entire week. Yes. All right, Doug. You can find me on Twitter at IckyBooley, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y. Um, and you can also find me on two more shows here on the 4-Eyed Radio Network, one called Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast where my co-host Kyle and I talk about Pokemon just sort of as we feel like it. Um, we're sort of in limbo at the moment where we've played out Sword and Shield pretty heftily, um, and we're just sort of waiting on the expansions to happen in the summer, so trying to fill some fill some time with with new kooky ideas, which is honestly pretty fun. Um, and then Walloping Web Snappers, which is a Spider-Man podcast where uh, my co-host Derek and I do very deep dives into every Spider-Man cartoon <laughs> ever made. We love digging into themes and uh, production notes and cast and digging into, you know, history of different characters and stuff like that. And uh, it's just, it's a blast to get into the real nitty gritty of all things Spider-Man. Yes. Liz, Doug, again, I can't thank you enough for coming on today. I had a lot of fun. This has been a blast. Thanks, really. uh, thanks for asking me. It, it was really cool. And it's, it's kind of a little honor to know that uh, last minute you, you reached out to me to, uh, to give you a hand it's uh it's, it's always really awesome to be here you guys do a, a fantastic show and a fantastic just service to the thanks. power ranger community yeah thanks and i i know you guys are kind of ribbing me on on social media last night about <laughs> about the co guest co-host stuff <laughs> but really all of our past guests co-hosts and maybe some future other ones we can't thank all of you enough for you know being part of the ranger command family and no it's just it's awesome it's a good family Uh, it is it's and it's right now we need family more than ever yes that's true i'm just glad that i have friends i can call upon at a moment's notice to help do a podcast so really again i I really appreciate it yeah pleasure's all mine man thanks all right so ranger nation let us know what you think if you have questions you can email us at ranger command power hour at gmail.com or check us out at ranger command.com we're on twitter at ranger command ph and we're on facebook and instagram at ranger command power hour all one word and until next time We'll say goodbye. <laughs> I can never end these. Bye. <laughs> do what I do. Bye. Awkward. Meantime, we're headed back to the place to have a carrot juice with no ice. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're going back to the Riptide Gym. There you go. That's what it's called. There you go. Mute myself in case I was taking a drink or something. I didn't want it to, oh, okay. to get picked up since I have the mic like right by my mouth. Yeah. sorry about that in the middle of that it's amazing this is a total tangent it's amazing what microphones pick up like i'll be editing and i'll be like wow you are chugging that derek (laughs) (laughs) or me (laughs) whomever i don't know recently i've just noticed my breathing lately (laughs) on podcast and i'm it's me just going like it sounds it sounds like way worse than it is and i'm like yeah. i'm like eric you've been podcasting for six years move away from the f- mic when you're not talking yeah i catch myself doing the same thing i'm like what even is that mouth noise and i'm i'm like 
because we've been recording mixed berries which hopefully launches at the end of this month uh teresa and my podcast and yeah we got this new microphone set up where we each have like a an actual condenser mic and it's it's a very nice setup but man those mics are sensitive and so like the first episode unfortunately we didn't it recorded differently because we didn't have the mics when we first recorded that episode and so we're using my yeti on like the bi-directional thing yeah and you can just hear me like (sighs) and i'm like i'm like trying to edit this stuff i i sound like fucking darth vader and i'm like (laughs) going to like full scrubbing mode (laughs) yeah i i take a big breath before like before i say something and so i always have to catch like sometimes I'll I'll have to end it like that last cut and start like right when I start saying the word because if not it's like and this and I'm like come on Liz I know you had asthma as a kid but like pretend you can breathe now everybody's gonna think you have Corona I was at Aldi on Saturday and I accidentally coughed because I choked on my own spit and the whole next store just <laughs> stares at you and I was like I'm sorry I just can't breathe air I'm sure that didn't help so it's just like. This crazy girl with short pink hair just coughed by me, and I'm probably gonna die. Because <laughs> I also forget that I have really short pink hair now, so sometimes it takes me a minute when I see somebody like, what? Like, kind of look. I'm like, oh, I don't look like what I think I look like now. <laughs> but but that haircut's fire, by the so way. So good. So good. Thank you. Did you see in Ranger Slayer got a, a new new hairdo? See Ooh, that? Yeah. Apparently, I didn't see that yet. preview. Ooh, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, the preview for the one shot. She's uh, got some longer hair, sporing it. It's nice. Oh. I was just like, you gotta be kidding me. I finally put the bullet <laughs> my hair this short, and that gets a new haircut. Like, I'm sorry, that's... The, no. It turns into a t- I think we all just need this right now. <sighs> You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphin Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at RangerCommandPH. Like us on Facebook and Instagram at RangerCommandPowerHour. Ranger Command is also on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks for listening.